Next on the number one tee, it's Golf Talk Seattle with your caddy, Josh Kearns, on Sports Radio 950 KJR. Four. Straight down the middle. It went straight down the middle. And welcome to another edition of Golf Talk Seattle. I remain your ever humble caddy, Josh Kearns. And we are coming to you from the high heavenly grounds of Sahali Country Club. And it is the eve of one of the best, if not the best displays of golf that you will see in Washington this year. And that is the 25th annual Sahali Players Championship Come on out. It's taking place Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday of this week, July 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. We're joined by our good friend Kevin White, the tournament director, as well as Sahali member, and and big stick, I shall throw in, although his daughter is the state champion, part of the state champion team, and we can certainly talk about that, Kevin, and the progeny there. Uh, But first of all, uh, you know, we've been talking about this a bunch on the show this year, and, and what a treat. We're finally here. The tournament is back again, and uh, you got you have to be thrilled. Yeah, definitely. We, we, we're very excited here at Sahali. There's a lot of people at the club that put a lot of time in, uh, not only members who are volunteering, but, but staff who are preparing the course. Uh, this is, given the, the stature and the notoriety of the tournament, it's, it's a lot of work, and people expect the best course conditions and to be welcomed and hospitable and everything. And much like every year, we're ready. The field is looking really, really solid and really deep in terms of how we've been able to recruit the best players. Four players ranked in the top 100. There is a, a world amateur golf ranking uh, that is compiled by the RNA. Um, and that is updated every week. We have four players in the top 100. We have 14 players in the top 200, and we have 30 players in the top 500 that will be here playing in the next couple days. So we are extremely excited. Yeah, and I just want to say, for people who are not familiar, so Holly Players, 25th year that that you've been doing, and and it was created, I know, to bring the best amateur players from around the world to this fabulous golf course that was built with the intention of hosting major championships. And we've had a PGA We've had a senior open out here. We've had the KPMG Women's PGA. This is right up there with it. And Tom Huskin, your uh, superintendent, the golf course is as buffed out as it was for the PGA, as tough. And the best part is people can come up and watch and be a part of this, and you don't pay a cent. It is all free, and I will just say that being a part of it the last year too, I mean, the display of golf, it is so incredible to see what these young players can do. This is, I mean, this is the, the, you know, it's right up there. It's the cream of the crop. I would compare it to maybe the best AAA baseball versus the major leagues that, that it's that comparable. Yeah, we often refer to it as the breeding ground for the PGA Tour, certainly professional tours. And just looking at the, at the top-ranked players in the PGA, the, the Dustin Johnson, Xander Shoffley was here two years ago. Bryson DeChambeau was here four years ago. Ryan Moore, Kyle Stanley, uh, just just an endless line of, of players who are now playing at the highest level that were here not that long ago. And what those who are able to participate or – um, come up and spectate can see is there's no ropes. These players are practicing on our practice range. They're approachable. You can see how they work. You can see how they uh, warm up. 
you can follow them, you can get to know them. It's, it's a really intimate environment. And we, we are just excited because they make a connection with our tournament and with our club and with the people here. And we wanna share that with the golf community in the Pacific Northwest. And so that, that is why I would urge anybody who is thinking about it or has the availability to come up here, just come and check it out. It's, you know, it's, it's a great golf course. I can tell you as somebody who plays it regularly and who has played it in tournament conditions, this course stands up. It, we've only had one winner in the history of the 25 years winning double digit under par. Um, year after, and, and we're not doing anything crazy. We're not growing rough. Uh, we do stick the pins in some pretty tight places, but that's just what you do. It's 7,000 yards. It's not 7,500 or 7,600 like the Chambers Bays of the world. It is just pure golf where you have to have every shot, and it holds up to these players who within three, five, ten years will be on just about every major tour that there is. So let's talk about some of the guys. Uh, you may have seen some of these guys on Golf Channel watching the NCAAs recently. Last year's winner, Cole Mady, um, Northwest native from Oregon, UCLA. I'm just going to share one story, Kevin. Uh, on 18 last year, he goes in, uh, you know, neck and neck with Nathan Barbieri from Australia. They both blast drive. And then he gets up and hits five iron. And I'll, I'll never forget when he said, yeah, five, five. It was like 240. Hits this just arcing, high, you know, beautiful, majestic cut to whatever it was, 20 feet, two putts, wins a thing. And watching that, it was just like watching the I've been a, been to a ton of PGA Tour events uh, uh, there was no difference and in that moment I was just like my god this guy is the real deal and they'd all they all had that impression on me on the range for the week yeah Cole certainly closed like a champion last year and uh you know he he's a great player he he had been knocking on the door in this tournament he plays as the one at one of the the predominant golf programs in the NCAA at UCLA uh, so, so we are, we're ecstatic to have him back. He is a senior. He's trying to make the Walker cup team. He will be turning pro eminently at the end of the year. Uh, we also have back our winner from the year before Sahith Thigala from Pepperdine, who the year before was a very decorated player coming in and he won Sahali. And then he went on just before that actually, um, to play in the, uh, he couldn't play last year, the year that, that Cole won, because he was at the Palmer Cup. And so if you, for those of you who are not aware, the Palmer Cup would be the, let's say, the amateur equivalent of the President's Cup. So the Walker Cup would be like the Ryder Cup, and the Palmer Cup would be similar to the President's Cup. So you have to be a top 10 amateur player, top 15 amateur player in the country to be selected for this team. And his journey is interesting as well coming back because he plays at Pepperdine but was unable to play this year because of injury. And Pepperdine had an unbelievable season, making it you know very deep into the NCAA finals. Their roster is littered with Pacific Northwest talent. Joe Highsmith from Tacoma, RJ Mankey from Tacoma, who, by the way, won his conference tournament. He's back. He's now ranked in the top 100 in the world from Pepperdine. So the local connections are great. The other name that, that kind of jumps out for me that we're really excited to have back is Peter Keist from uh, BYU, who this year was selected to the Palmer Cup team, played very well, won most of his matches over there, although the U.S. did not um, win that particular competition this year. 
And there's just a lot of great players to look at. And then if I look at it from an international perspective, we have, we have players from South America. We have players from Asia. We have players, uh, I, we have three players from Canada. We have players from Mexico. It's truly an international event. Kevin White's the tournament director here at the Solly Players Championship. Again, come on out, check it out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. That's July 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. Uh, go to the website, sahaliplayerschampionship.com, and you can see all of uh, the schedule, the information. But again, the best part is, Unlike other big tournaments here, you're not parking at Marymore Park and taking a shuttle up here. You get to come up. There's parking. Uh, you just walk the grounds. And I will just tell you that want, being able to wander around and experience this incredible golf in such a relaxed setting and to, to experience the holly if you've never been up here, this really is, as the natives first said, high heavenly ground. And, and that certainly holds up. Kevin, i got to ask you. You guys give up so much to do this tournament. I mean, you're giving up the golf course basically for all the practice rounds and then three days of tournament rounds. Why do your members continue 25 years later to say this is so important to us that we are going to make such sacrifices? Because you're not making any money. I liken it to uh, somebody who has their their dream vacation property on the lakeside or on the mountainside, and you it generates so much enjoyment for you. And you have pride in what it is and what it stands for and what you put into it. The members at Sahali treat this golf club the same way. There is a sense of pride. We all truly believe that this is the best golf course in the, in the Pacific Northwest. And that is backed up by its Golf Digest rankings. We all truly believe that this was built for elite tournament golf. And so while we play it year round and we certainly play it as amateurs and hit it in all sorts of places. There is a, a genuine great feeling to see the best players come and play your course. And we also realize that, that it's part of our, um, you know, it's, it's part of our brand, if you will. And it, it's, it's part of the, the original charter of the club is we built it to be tournament tested and to be played under the, the most difficult conditions and we love to watch people play in that scenario. There has never been any hesitancy. There has never been any doubt or any lack of commitment to the fact that we are doing this tournament. This tournament is about Sahali. And um, we continue to, to commit resources and energy and sacrifices to, to make it what it is. And so I think it's really easy for most of the members to get behind it. I hope that, that people in the public appreciate that you guys did. This is not an ego thing. Well, there may be a little ego, but, but I mean, it's it truly a sacrifice. So I hope that people who hear this will at least take an afternoon, come up for one round, and come and see this beautiful place that you guys have. You know, it's like a church. To me, this is truly, this is a spiritual place, and that's not being hyperbolic. And I hope that more people will come and enjoy it and see what's always about, especially because we don't have any more. You know, we're likely not to get another PGA or, or something just because we don't have the grounds for it up here. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I will say this. I know that, that we at Sahali are still very much in touch with both the PGA and the USGA. And there very well could be and likely will be some form of event here at Sahali within the next 10 years. Will it be a PGA championship? Maybe, probably not. Will it be a U.S. Open? Probably not. Um, and I mean, if I were a betting man, I would say that it, it sounds like they're going to go back to Chambers because they can get 50,000 people on there. You can't argue with that. Um, but 
you know, I remember when I moved here, I was, I was a, a public golfer and I loved, uh, you know, I watched the PGA tour every weekend, like probably most of you do. And every time I would, um, I would go and see these elite players play live, I'd be blown away. The sound is different. The look is different. And what I would say to that everyday golfer who's out there at West Seattle or Jackson or Jefferson or Willows or whatever, it's worth it just to come here to to just watch them hit and watch them on the range and listen to the noise. It's different. It blows me away that they do it at such a young age. And and in many ways, I'm very envious. But, um, you know, it makes you walk away and go, okay, how do I do that now? Like, and it motivates you to to, to play and watch and it just gets you pumped up. And for the, the everyday golfer who just flat out loves the game and loves to watch people hit golf balls and watch good players, this is absolute candy for you out here. It is, it is just the best. Absolutely. So go check it out. So Holly players, championship.com. All the information is there. Come on out, come and join us. I'll be here all three days. Kevin will be out here all three days. Maddie will be out here all three days. Uh, it's just uh, congratulations because I know how much work has gone into getting to this point. And I just, I can't wait to see the guys tee it up on Monday. Yeah, it's, it's going to be amazing. And we're going to, we're going to move some tees around so that we can create some drivable par fours. Uh, it, it's going to be fun. So, you know, on behalf of, of Sahali country club and everybody here, please come join us the next three or four days. I assure you it will be time well spent and you'll have a great time. Kevin White, Tournament Director, Sahali Players Championship. Kevin, thank you. Congratulations. And uh, enjoy that nap that comes on Thursday. Thank you very much. You're listening to Golf Talk Seattle with Josh Kearns on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Hey, Dick Fain here. I joined Glen Acres Golf Club last October and it has completely transformed my game. If you're interested in being a member at the most affordable club in the area, glenacresgolf.com is the place to go. It's got all the pricing options, including a trial membership. Come out and get a taste of what Glen Acres has to offer and see if it's right for you. For just $269, you get a month of unlimited golf and practice balls. Use the package now or anytime before July. Call 206-244-1720 or go to glenacresgolf.com today. Golfers, you may not be able to play like top PGA Tour winners like John Rahm, Graham McDowell, or Andrew Putnam. You can get treated and trained by their golfing doctor, Dr. Harry Sesse at Golfletica in Bellevue. Dr. Sesse is the only certified chiropractic sports physician who actually works on tour with top PGA pros. If he can keep them playing and moving their best, you'll be amazed what Doc and the team at Golfletica can do for you. Whether you're a serious golfer or a weekend warrior the golfletica team are tour proven experts in sports medicine biomechanics strength and conditioning reach your peak golfletica.com hey everybody what's better than a cold beer after a round of golf how about a cold locally sourced craft beer and some delicious zeke's pizza with 16 locations in the seattle area there's likely a zeke's within just a wedge shot of your favorite local course Founded in 1993 at the base of Queen Anne Hill, Zeke's is a homegrown brand rooted in friendship and celebration of both the adventurous spirit and natural affinity for craftsmanship that's unique to the Pacific Northwest, especially when it comes to pizza. So after your next round, skip the clubhouse routine and head straight to Zeke's. To find one near you, just go to zeke's.com, where you can also order the same tasty pizza and craft beer delivered right to your doorstep. Zeke's.com. Make it your 19th hole. 
This is Golf Talk Seattle with Josh Kearns on Sports Radio 950 KJR. And welcome back to Golf Talk Seattle, your local golf show. I remain your ever humble caddy, Josh Kearns. And uh, once again, we're at the golf club at Newcastle, the beautiful practice facility up here. I recommend everybody, even if you're not coming up to play, um, I mean, it's well worth coming up just to take advantage of all the great uh, opportunities they have up here for the range, the chipping, the putting. Uh, you can pay a couple extra bucks and go out to the East Range, which is an incredible practice facility with multiple greens, bunkers, and even better if you take a lesson with Keith Bennett, Keith Bennett Golf, the director of instruction up here, you get to use that as part of the lesson, which I would argue is well worth the trip. To begin with, Keith, great to have you again. Yeah, thanks for having me back. Nice to be up here at uh, Newcastle again. So one of the things, Keith, uh, you had a chance to work with my wife for the first time, and uh, she afterwards just said, first of all, wow, he is such an incredible communicator, made it so, it was so structured and so simple, and he didn't give me too much, and it was just great. So uh, raving reviews, uh, rave reviews from my wife who, you know, is a decent player, but, um, you know, is not one who is interested in that much instruction and stuff, so you've got her hooked. That said... My wife and I have been married for 29 years. We've been dating for a lot longer. She has put up with me trying to help her with the greatest of intentions for all of these years. And only in the most recent years have we realized just what a flaming dumpster fire that actually is. And that it just doesn't work for a number of reasons. And, and then we turned around and there was a, a you know, very nice, well-intentioned father working with his daughter. And that was a train wreck as well. And we just watched nothing good was coming of that. And you had a great saying. Yeah, well, this is, uh, this is one of my favorite topics. And you could talk about it for a long time. But uh, yeah, the phrase is amateurs helping amateurs to stay amateurs and all that basically means is you see these 20 25 handicaps right your average golfer out there and maybe their buddy's just getting into the game or he wants to start playing because they got a group of friends that plays on the weekends he wants to get involved with that with the best of intentions and he looks at his buddies who have been playing golf for a while and they're better than him clearly because he's just starting out so he thinks that anything they say is going to be useful information. I mean, why wouldn't he? But unfortunately, those golfers do a lot of things that they've practiced and ingrained that are bad habits that they've gotten good at. So they're proficient some of the time, but they're going to pass those things on to their buddy who is now going to ingrain bad habits that he's going to be proficient at some of the time. And he's going to go buy a set of clubs that's $1,500 to two grand if he had spent that money on a set of lessons that would progress him down the right path and the right road, he would be so much better off for the coming 30, 40, 50 years. He's going to go play golf, but it's just unfortunate how often you see that mentality of, oh, I'm just going to go out with my friends. They're going to teach me how to do it, and I'll be off and running. But even more so, the other one too, though, is I mean, I play with a lot of guys that are, you know, good, decent players, you know, a five, a six, right. 10, 15. They've been to golf schools and all that. But they're, and, and believe me, I think we're all guilty of this. Uh, I'm guilty of this, where you see your buddy do something and you want to help and they're struggling. So you want to throw out some bit of, oh, you looks like you're coming over the top. Right. It looks like you And then I know, fine, it's taken me so long to realize that if I throw that little pearl out there, especially in a round, right. I have screwed that person for the restaurant because now my voice is in their head. And so 
I have finally come to the conclusion, unless somebody asks, you know, am I lined up straight? Where am I aiming? That I'm just, I've got to keep my mouth shut. And I don't think we are sensitive enough to the impact we can have on our friends, even when we are well-meaning. We may have read all the books. We've read Golf Digest. We saw the George Gankus video on YouTube. Because you said something, and that was progressing. You have a plan. You come into a lesson with a plan. You figure out what needs to be worked on first. And then it's sequential. It's not the Band-Aid. So it's important to have a structured lesson plan and to not bombard somebody with too much information. If you're out on the golf course playing with a friend, let's say, like you just said, that one bit of knowledge, oh, you came up on that one, right? That one saying is going to have that person keeping their head and body completely still for the rest of their golf swings, simply because they want to prove that they're not going to come up on the next shot. And that right there is going to have a chain effect. Maybe that wasn't even their problem. Most likely that wasn't even their issue. But now their new thing is I'm never going to come up on my next golf shot because Zach said that I'm coming up and I need to stay down through my shots. And boom, now they're off on this other downward spiral of now they're doing a bunch of other things that weren't even there. And so having somebody behind you who is trained to understand the, the number one things, right? And I like to look at it as, if I'm, I'm trying to be as non-invasive as possible, I don't want to go in there and completely rearrange everything you're doing. I'm looking for certain things that if I touch this one thing, how will it cascade into the rest of that swing, right? So if I just tweak your grip a little bit, is that going to set the club face in motion to put you in a better spot at the top, which is then going to reroute you more efficiently into the downswing, which is going to have you hitting straighter golf shots. And if I can do that, to be honest, the lesson's pretty much over. I'm going to keep, we're going to hit some shots, but I'm not going to go, okay, now that we got that, now let's talk about this. Now let's talk about that because it's just too much for you to handle. And that unfortunately happens a lot. We're talking to Keith Bennett, uh, Keith Bennett Golf, Director of Instruction here at the Golf Club at Newcastle, KeithBennettGolf.com on Instagram, Keith Bennett Golf. And uh, so what what advice do you have, Keith? So in the, in the case of my wife now, who has finally decided, you know, our daughter graduated from high school, she's going to be gone, and my wife wants to start learning how to play better. So how should somebody approach getting better? What is What should that path look like? And I take it that one lesson never practicing is not going to really get me very far, as uh, unfortunately a lot of people believe. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I like to liken it and compare it to if you were going to learn to play guitar, right? You would learn to play the scales first and it would take you a week or two, maybe even three, depending on how much you get to practice to be proficient at that. Then you'd learn a really basic song. And again, it would take you three weeks to a month to be really proficient. at. It. You'd still screw up a lot, but by the end of a month, you'd be pretty good at playing it to your content. And but you have to have a plan in place and it has to be progressing. It can't be, oh, I got a lesson on chipping. I'm just gonna go beat drivers for an hour. Man, that didn't work. What the heck's going on? <laughs> I didn't like that lesson. I'm gonna go try somebody new. My number one piece of advice for right, your wife or for anybody who wants to improve, find a coach that you mesh well with. You like their message, you like how they communicate, and you like the plan that they place in front of you on your first lesson, right? Any good coach should say, what are your goals? They should ask you, what are your goals? Why are you here? What are you trying to accomplish in the next six months to a year? You give them your answer and they should say, okay, based on where you're at right now, this is how I see us working forward. And if you like that and you're on board, stick with that instructor. The biggest mistake people make is they get a lesson. Maybe it worked while they're there. They go practice once in the next week they forget what was said, 
or they don't practice effectively, it doesn't translate and they try somebody new because you're just going to get in golf is strange. You're going to get different messages from different instructors. You could take a golf lesson with one instructor's 10 days in a row from 10 different instructors. You'd hear a different message on the grip. You'd hear a different message on the stance, etc. So you need to find one instructor. You need to stay with them for the long haul, understanding that they have a plan in place to get you where you want to go. And you need to be on board with that. I've had the pleasure and privilege of working with a number of great teachers here in the area around the country over the years. And um, I noticed that, that there are different ways. Some guys have a harder time communicating the way I learn. Right. Um, some people are visual learners. Some people are, uh, you know, audible learners. They need to hear it. Some people need to be shown. Some people need to, you know, figure it out. Yeah, absolutely. And I think just making sure that you fit well with your instructor and you like their communication style and how they how they relay messages to you is huge. It's very interesting how one word or one phrase can mean something totally different to one person. It can completely resonate with the next person. And so there is a little bit of a vetting process that goes on there. If you are serious about improving your game, there will be a kind of trial and error vetting process. And you might go through three or four instructors, but once you find that one person, guy or girl, who you completely enjoy being around, you like their communication style, you enjoy how they teach you the game, you got it. Stick with them. They're going to get you where you need to go. You will see improvement, but it has to be consistent, has to be regular. I, I just, the expectation of some golfers who show up to a lesson tee once a month, they never practice, and then they're frustrated that their game isn't showing improvement, it's, it's just a little out of sync with how you'd learn to do anything else and the expectation that you would have for learning to do those other things. It just, I see it not being applied to golf and you get some frustrated people because of it. So realistically, how much practice, yeah, so I, uh, we take a lesson for an hour. How much practice do you think, uh, would you recommend before I come back for the next lesson? Exactly. And, and a lot of it takes, depends on your schedule, your busyness. And I ask people that specifically, I say, hi, how, how much practice do you think you'll realistically get within the next two weeks? And if they say, I'll be able to get one practice session in within the next two weeks, I'll probably want to see that person. I'd rather see that person for their next practice session than send them off on their own. If they're able to say, hey, I can get, four, I have a little net in my backyard and I can work on this for a half hour every night. Boom. I'll set them off for a week. I want you to work on this for a half hour every night. Text me, send me, tell me your progress. Tell me how it's going. Okay. We'll get in touch. Uh, you're ready to progress further. Let's get in touch some more. So it's super unique to the individual. I wouldn't say there's one side, one method for each person. It's it's dependent on how much practice you can get in realistically. Yeah, and then the only last thing I'm going to throw in, and this this is a plug for you too. Here's the obligatory commercial, yeah. and that is that a lot of people think golf instruction is only about the full swing on the range, beating balls. And you and I have worked so much. We talked about it last week. Uh, situational right. thinking lies. We work on short game. We work on pitching. We did a bunch on distance control with putting because right. we played in pro-am recently and my distance control was bad and I had several three putts as a result. So an instruction plan, I, I assume, right. uh, again, amateurs teaching amateurs, this amateur is going to recommend that people not just focus on the golf swing for instruction, but that it includes other parts of the game as well. Absolutely. Um, it's easy to fall into the trap of heading to the range, getting a bucket of balls, a large bucket, hitting 57 irons and then 50 drivers and thinking that you had a nice productive day of practice. 
that will not and never will translate to successful scores out on the golf course. You're probably only going to hit that seven iron twice during your 18 holes of golf, and you might hit that driver 14 times, maybe not even if you have some shorter par fours that you only need a, a three wood or a hybrid, something like that. So that is an ineffective way to practice and finding a coach who will say, hey, let's let's pause for a minute and let's go take a look at your putting and your distance control and let's actually add that into your practice. That little pause in the in the daily routine of hitting balls is going to be so much more valuable for you in your overall goal of scoring, right? I mean, what is your most people, their goal is to drop their handicap and to play better golf. But if you were to look around at a golf course, you'd see that most people, it, and if you didn't play golf, you'd go, man, it looks like everyone's competing to be the best range player. But that's not what we're trying to do. We're trying to be the best on the golf course. And that it requires a lot more than just beating balls off a, of a, off a mat or off a grass range if you're lucky enough. Yeah, it's funny. Sitting out here today at Newcastle, there's this beautiful multiple putting greens, chipping areas, bunkers. Nobody there's, there's nobody in them. But the range is full, and these people are dropping 10 bucks a bucket. Exactly. And you will see that every golf course you go look at the putting green, look at the chipping area, and look at the driving range. And you will see a very big contrast as to where people are. And then for the most part, when people come to me for a lesson, I go, how's your driving? How's your seven iron? Or how's your you know iron game? And that's pretty good. But man, I'm struggling around the greens. And I'm like, well, how much do you practice around the greens? <sighs> Not much. And it's it's when you ask them the question, it's blaring, it's glaringly obvious to them that they shouldn't expect to be good around the greens if they're not practicing. But because we see everybody else going to the range, it's almost like a cow following the herd type thing. Oh, everyone else is on the range. I might as well go out to the range. But we need to break that, that cycle and that tradition of just heading out to the range. And we need to focus on the rest of the game because there's so many more shots that take place than just teeing it up on the first tee or, or, you know, hitting that pristine lie in the middle of the fairway that from a, with a seven iron that happens once every 10 rounds you know it just doesn't it, it doesn't work that way in golf like it might in other sports for right. example all right keith bennett keith bennett golf.com director of instruction here at uh, the golf club at newcastle give him a call uh, go online book a lesson you will not be disappointed keith thank you as always and we'll do it again next week thanks josh great to be here and i look forward to seeing your game progress we'll get into pro-am uh, coming up soon You're listening to Golf Talk Seattle with Josh Kearns on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Hey, golfers, you hear me talk about my club, Glen Acres Golf and Country Club, a lot. And let me tell you, it's for good reason. Glen Acres is truly Seattle's hidden gem, just 10 minutes drive south of downtown. What an oasis, a classic 100-year-old design, small, challenging greens, lightning fast at times. We've got a great array of holes that test everything from the driver to your wedges, three grass driving ranges, and then a covered one when the weather gets crappy and the benefits go on and on. Oh, and how about playing a four-hour round or less whenever you want? That's just some of the benefits of Glen Acres. And best of all, the Glen offers private club privileges at a public course price. For just 230 bucks a month, get unlimited golf and range balls, and you'll say so long to those maddening five-hour waits at your local muni, all the crappy conditions waiting on every shot, unless, of course, 
you like that. Anyway, Glen Acres also has a number of options, including a discounted Twilight membership, couples, family, junior specials. Here's a deal for you. Come and join me at Glen Acres for the next month. We've got a member for a month program. Just pay 250 bucks. You can get all the privileges for the next 30 days. Unlimited golf and range balls. You can try out the great food in our restaurant. And if you love the Glen like I do, well, then you can join. And if not, you are a private club member for a month. And then you can go back to that weekend slog trying to get a tea time and playing a five-hour round. Give our pro Dan Harrington and the team at Glen Acres a shout or check it out online, glenacresgolf.com. That's glenacresgolf.com. And you can tell them KJR's Dick Fane sent you. He's a devoted Glen Acres member too. And frankly, they all think I'm a big pain in the ass, so my name probably not going to get you nearly as far. Golfers, you may not be able to play like top PGA Tour winners like John Rahm, Graham McDowell, or Andrew Putnam. You can get treated and trained by their golfing doctor, Dr. Harry Sesse at Golfletica in Bellevue. Dr. Sesse is the only certified chiropractic sports physician who actually works on tour with top PGA pros. If he can keep them playing and moving their best, you'll be amazed what Doc and the team at Golfletica can do for you. Whether you're a serious golfer or a weekend warrior, the Golfletica team are tour-proven experts in sports medicine, biomechanics, strength, and conditioning. Reach your Peak, golfletica.com. Straight down the middle. It went straight down the middle. And welcome back to Golf Talk Seattle, your local golf show. I'm your host, Josh Kearns. Thanks so much for listening. And uh, you know we're partnered with the Washington State Golf Association, Pacific Northwest Golf Association, the stewards of the game. And one of the things we've talked a lot about this season is all of the other things they do besides tournaments, because for years, it's what everybody associated them with, with the State Am, for example, the PNGA Am. And it's amazing all of the benefits you get by simply having a handicap. You may not even realize it or or not think about it. And joining us on the show this week is Jeff Job, the director of sales for the PNGA. And Jeff's a guy who puts together a lot of these great offers for all of us golfers. And Jeff, it's great to visit with you. I'm I'm glad you have taken the time to spend a few minutes in town with us because you're always on the road. Josh, I appreciate the invite. We're we're really excited about how your show has taken off and and we and I appreciate you giving me a few minutes to talk. Well, so Jeff, one of the things, you know, I'm sitting here looking at the last issue of Pacific Northwest Golfer magazine, and it's cool because on the right on the front there are a bunch of great offers that that you I know have been you're the guy who actually goes out and negotiates, puts them together, and you've got Palouse Ridge, Suncadia, um, Chambers Bay, Spanaway, and then Golf Tech. And so, tell me about you know, first of all, putting together these offers. Why do you guys even bother doing that as the State Golf Association? Well, when you think about the membership of the State Golf Association, these are people that are either members of private clubs or people that have joined public clubs uh, so they can keep a USGA handicap. These are the most avid of avid golfers. Um, You know, our member generally plays 12 months a year. Our member is 50 to 100 rounds a year, sometimes more. It's our golfer is generally not the guy who pulls the clubs out in May, plays five or ten rounds, and then puts the clubs away when the Seahawks, you know, are are back in session. So, with that, we have this um, tremendous um, roster of avid golfers, 
And we also, as the WSGA, we service all of our clubs within the region. We do their course ratings and all that. And so there's a perfect storm of providing a magazine, uh, what I call a first-class magazine to our members, and also needing to pay for it. And so there's advertising opportunities for those courses to reach those avid golfers. And so there's a lot of synergy that we've been able to develop because our courses are looking for our golfers and our golfers are looking for every great idea to try a new course out. And so it just creates a, a perfect storm for advertising and promotion opportunities for us. Well, and what's great is these aren't like, you know, sometimes I always hate when play on a Tuesday from 105 to 136 p.m. and you'll get a free hot dog. I mean, these are legitimate savings at, you know, incredible courses. And, and it's cool because they're from all over the state. So like I mentioned, I mean, tell, tell me about the deals you've got running right now because they run from Palouse Ridge over, you know, at, at WSU all the way across the Cascades to Chambers Bay. Well, we have a, every May we do our cover wrap. And if you've noticed on the cover, there is one box there that has your handicap number. And so what we originally did was we wanted to make sure every year our members got a, a card that was with their number perforated. They could take it out, keep it in their wallet. So if they ever entered a, in an event, they knew what their handicap number was if they needed to know that to be in the competition. And for that, we saw opportunities to do incremental um, golf deals. And we had four spots on the page. And it really, uh, in fact, you mentioned Suncadia. They were the catalyst for this in that when I talked to them, they said, you know, we're this wonderful resort. And I think you've been out to Suncadia. It's beautiful, but it's still 80, 90 miles from Seattle. And so it's not a course that you finish work at five o'clock and you say, Let, let's go play a quick round. It's just too long of a drive. And so through my conversations with the, the general manager, he said, we have some openings during the week. What can we do? And he was the first player on this promo when we started this four years ago. And I said, if you're going to make the drive, let's not do 18 holes. Let's make it worth their while. And so if you notice on the promo, it's 36 holes in the day. So for one price, you're playing in the morning and the afternoon. You get a sleeve of Titleist golf balls, and you're just making the 80-mile drive up the hill, and you're going to golf out for a whole day. And that was exactly what our member wanted. You know, they can find a, as you mentioned, there's, there's deals around, you know, right in our own backyard if you want to go play a cheap round of golf. This isn't cheap, but there's a lot of value. I mean, that's a lot of golf for $129. And so oh, yeah. this was so, as you know, and, and, and if you've been up there, it's two beautiful courses carved out of the forest and into the base of the mountains. And we have had hosted championships there. So it's, it's a top caliber course. And so for $129, you're playing 36 holes of golf. You get a sleeve of balls. You, you, you golf out the whole day on, on beautiful courses. You come home right around dinner time, and it, and it was just a day well spent. And they have been doing that each of the last four years because they literally get hundreds of reservations over this two-and-a-half-month period. So it's, it's clearly resonating with our members. 
and it's working great for the course. And so they were the first ones to do this, and they've been on the cover each of the last four years. And so we've we've had a really good relationship with Suncadia, and they've been very happy with this offer. Well, yeah, why wouldn't they be? I mean, and again, 36 holes uh, you get to play. What's cool is there are two different courses up there for people who don't realize that. Uh, there's actually three, um, but one of them's private. And so you get to play both of them. And you you didn't mention that you also get cart included in that. So, I mean, what, what more could you ask for? And then I love, too, that, like, you know, okay, for those who don't want to play 36 holes in a day, like you had this great sunset raid all day uh, at Chambers Bay and Lake Spanaway, both run by Kemper. And there's a screaming deal. I mean, that can save you, you know, uh, I mean, bucket loads, especially at Chambers. Chambers, especially because, you know, they have they have different rates. And, you know, they certainly if you don't live in, in Pierce County, the rates a little higher. Um, but as you know, and I think you you had um, uh, one of the guys from uh, Brett Zepp, maybe on from yep. your show, yep. maybe was- Zach. And we you talked talked about the new green. And, and Chambers put a bunch of money into replacing their greens, and they are gorgeous. They're perfect. And But like any golf course, you know, there are certain times where there's more availability than others. And they participated in this program a couple years back, and it was so successful that they still want to keep doing it. Um, their program is, yeah, the sunset rate or what most people call twilight rate. But you can do that Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday anytime. So you can book a 9 a.m. tea time and take in this card, and they will give you the twilight discounted rate at 9 a.m. So it's a fantastic price, and you get to play really one of the gems of the Pacific Northwest and one that, you know, fingers crossed, we hopefully will see another U.S. Open come back. And, uh, yeah, I, I think any golfer should at least play Chambers at least once a year to see how their game is against a, a top-caliber course. Yeah, absolutely. We're talking to Jeff Job from the Pacific Northwest Golf Association about all the great specials you get. Everybody is eligible if you're a WSGA member. And, Jeff, you were saying, actually, well, you know, we, you know, if you're going to come on the show, we're not going to just do it for our, you know, if, if somebody else hears this, wants to take advantage of that, what can they do? And what I'll do is post – a link to your website to uh, find out more about this. And, you know, if you're not a member of the WSGA, it, you, you need to join because if nothing else, handicap, yes, but all the other things you get, the Washington Golf Pass and some other things we'll talk about. Anyway, one of the other great deals, I have yet to get over to Palouse Ridge, but I've heard nothing but incredible things that you put this in a bigger market, in a bigger media area, and this is a top 10 course. Um, uh, Palouse Ridge at, at the, the home course for Wazoo, only 69 bucks for 18 holes with a cart, range balls and everything. I mean, I, I would think that, you know, go over there for a couple of days, do that, do Circling Raven, and you've got yourself a hell of a weekend or a hell of a, you know, vacation. Palouse Ridge is routinely rated one of the top courses in the state. It's the Washington State University course, but, you know, Huskies can play it too. So go over and, and, and show your Husky pride. It is a course that um, we, we talk about good, and a lot of people say it's a good course, good course. When you see the WSGA host championships there, um, Palouse Ridge is also one of the five regional spots for the NCAA tournament to feed into the East Lake Championship. And so they had the 
men and I think the women out there over the last three weeks competing to kind of as a sectional to get in. So it is, it is a tournament level course. It is really well made. It is also um, excellent fairways, excellent greens. Um, this course, if it was over here in Seattle, it would be $140, $150 to play. And so you can go over there, you, you, a cart, a warm-up bucket, and a round of golf for the price you were talking. It's a tremendous deal. And the nice thing about this is this price is available through the fall with only the exceptions of the five or six Friday, Saturdays when there's a home Coug football game. Um, as you can imagine, there's a lot of Cougs that go into town and, and the course fills up quickly with alumni events. So they don't make this offer available for yeah. those few occasions, but, but the whole summer and all through the fall, this is a tremendous value to play one of the best courses in the state. Right on. And then the last special offer from Pacific Northwest golfer this month is um, golf tech which uh, they were a sponsor of my show on a previous station, good friends of ours. Uh, go see Brett Wilkinson and the gang in Bellevue and Todd Barney down at South Lake Union, and they've got the other places around. And they're doing a screaming deal on the swing evaluation or a club fitting, which I highly recommend for anybody. If for no other reason, go and just see where you are at. You know, there's so many people who are like, oh, I don't need to take, I don't like to take lessons off. But it, it's really amazing when you can see your swing on video and have it analyzed. Well, that's the thing. Uh, I've been a, I've taken many lessons from golf tech, and instead of going to a driving range, you go into a facility where there's um, a camera facing you, a camera behind you, and a monitor there that you can easily watch. And you're hitting into a, a screen, into a net, and the the coach is able to show you a replay of each swing, and it, it's really fascinating. My experience has been your learning curve is much quicker in golf tech that you're when the coach is able to say, Hey, look at this and look at that. He's not describing it. He's able to show it to you. And, and one of the other things is, and if you've had a lesson from there, you know, they give you a login and they're recording each lesson. And so he's giving you instruction, you're asking questions, and it's all getting recorded. And later that day or the next day or later that week, you can log into the website and rewatch your lesson or all your previous lessons so you don't have to take notes or you don't have to remember exactly everything he said because it's all going to be cataloged for you on the website. I, I, I got to tell you, the swing evaluation, they hook up the the – harness to your shoulders and to your hips, and you get to see your turn numbers in a way you just don't get from a normal driving range. And it's quite eye-opening. And so the swing evaluation, they're looking at your swing. You're able to see what's going on. I think they go, I think the session is a whole hour. It's still a, it, it's a, it's a discounted deal at 75 bucks. Normally their rack rate is 199 you will walk out of there. I walked out of there. My wheels were turning in my head like, wow, I didn't know I was doing this. Wow, I didn't know I was doing that. He identified this quickly. And, and Josh, you just start getting a little excited that 
you sort of see, okay, if I fix this and fix this and work with them, I can get my game going. So I'm, I'm a big fan uh, of golf tech and what the technology can do for you. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly, Jeff. I, I worked with them quite a bit before and, uh, you know, would, wouldn't hesitate to recommend them in a heartbeat. All right, well, there's that's just a, a handful of the things you've got cooking. I won't even mention the golf pass and a number of the other things that you do. You know, there's always special deals in the, the monthly gin newsletter you get twice a month if you're a, a WSGA member. So we'll just encourage everybody to go to thewsga.org. Sign up if you're not a member. You'll see all the value of that. You'll see Jeff's hard work. And then um, what I'll do, Jeff, again, on my Facebook page, it's just Golf Talk Seattle. Uh, go to Facebook slash Golf Talk Seattle. Or also, I will put up on the the online version of the show, which is at the KJR website. I'll put a link as well to these specials we just talked about. And then um, we'll, we'll have you back on soon. I mean, you have a million ideas, and you're one of these guys who has the dream job where you get to go all over and play golf and actually get to play once in a while. Uh, when you're not not working so we want to definitely have you on the show a lot more i i appreciate that and and we're excited about uh the progress you're making and we we, we just love the direction you're going and we we wish you well this year and beyond right on jeff job with the pacific northwest golf association the wsga jeff Thanks so much, and, and safe travels. I can't wait to hear where your next adventures take you. You're listening to Golf Talk Seattle with Josh Kearns on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. The best young players in the world are coming to town for the 25th Sahali Players Championship. These guys are the future of the PGA Tour. Just look at the names in the U.S. Open, and you'll see a bunch of former SPC players. Guys like C.T. Pan, Andrew Putnam, Bryson DeChambeau, Xander Shoffley, Kyle Stanley, and many more. Mark your calendars. The Sahali Players Championship takes place July 1st through 3rd on the high heavenly ground of Sahali Country Club in Sammamish. Get up close and personal with the young guns. These are the top players in the amateur ranks, and you'll be blown away by their skills. No ropes, no tickets, just top tournament golf in its purest form. I'll be out there. And I invite you to join us for the 25th Sahali Players Championship, July 1st through 3rd. Forget the 4th. These are the real fireworks. For more information, visit SahaliPlayersChampionship.com. The Sahali Players Championship, July 1st through 3rd at Sahali Country Club. And welcome back to Golf Talk Seattle, your local golf show. I remain your ever humble caddy, Josh Kearns. And one guy whose bag I would carry anytime, PGA professional, head golf professional director of golf at Glen Acres Golf and Country Club, my club, Dan Harrington. If you've been around the local golf scene here in uh, Pacific Northwest, you know Dan. Uh, he's been involved in so many things, former president of the Western Washington chapter of the PGA and Guy, you know, for an 83-year-old guy, you still hit the crap out of the ball, by the way. That was fun yesterday when we played. Thank you, Josh. Yes, it was. Yeah, we had a great time yesterday for nine holes. Uh, Nine-hole golf courses are something that are, uh, that are, I think, on the upward swing here at this, uh, in this area. Well, yeah, and that's why I wanted to talk to you about that, Dan, because you have been around. You've, you've played so many of them. You know, when you hear nine-hole golf course, the first thing people think about is like the Green Lake Pitch and Putt or Inner Bay. And I think that nine-hole golf courses get such a bum rap, and they've been a part of golf forever. The tradition, you know, and somewhere along the line, had to have 18 and all of that. But especially in this day and age when not everybody, A, has time to play 18, but also just we don't have as much land. 
And I wanted to talk about how nine-hole courses can be just as satisfying, um, all of the full golf experience. And Glenn Akers here, where, you know, you've been here now a year and a half. I've been a member here for the last few years. Um, really, I mean, everything you want in a golf course, and there's so many more advantages. And, and your thoughts, first of all, just on, you know, the, the benefit of nine-hole courses and why people should not just immediately turn their noses up at them. Right, yeah, there are several benefits of having a nine-hole club or a nine-hole public facility, uh, Seattle area or wherever you're at. The, uh, there's obviously health benefits. Um, you're more conducive to, to walk nine holes than, uh, than trudge around for 18 holes on an 18-hole course. Uh, there's also that less, uh, less pressure to maybe score a certain score. When you're playing 18 holes, you're always hitting that target score, whereas if you play nine holes, you're more conducive to uh, maybe going out and just being more relaxed, trying to work on your game maybe dropping a second ball at a certain spot on the golf course and be able to kind of practice your way around the nine holes as you play. Well, let's talk about, you know, specifically like, you know, for example, in, uh, here at Glen Acres, you know, we have, I mean, this golf course kicks my butt every single day. People say, oh, don't you get bored playing a nine hole course? Well, we have separate tee boxes for the front nine and the back nine. Some of the holes play dramatically different. Our number nine holes is straight away shot down this little canyon of trees that if you push it or pull it a hair, you are, it's like Sahali. You are bam in the trees. You are dead. And then 18 is this big dog leg right up, sweeping up the hill. Great shot. And, uh, you know, you've, you've had a chance to play so many of them. Tamashanter, Linden in, that's Puyallup, right? Correct. You know, um, Vashon. And they all offered the full meal deal. I mean, our, you know, our, this golf course here, I guarantee you, you come out here and you will get your ass kicked. And we have a 570 yard par five. Um, you know, well, we have two, you know, over 530 par fives. Par fours are tough and long. I will tell you, the, the our opening stretch here is as hard as any opening holes you will play anywhere. I don't care what it is. And, um, you know, the, the, the great thing about it, though, is that you can do it on a lot less land. And so it keeps the cost down, which means going to play a nine-hole course as a member or a public one is going to be a lot less. Right. Yeah, cost effectiveness is great. Uh, public courses do have nine hole rates. A lot of them do. Uh, the private clubs like Glen Acres here, we also have a, a lower initiation fee, a lower due structure based on the fact that it's nine holes as one of the factors. Uh, the biggest thing is, is, is time as well. Time commitment to play nine holes for a family, for um, you know, bringing the kids out to play nine holes. You're not spending the whole day at the club or the golf course. You're actually being able to get around in two hours. Uh, and play the golf course from several different locations, like you talked about here. Um, there's a lot of folks that like to practice. They like to practice on the driving range. And then what things you can't practice on the range, you can take out to a nine-hole golf course or nine-hole golf club and really practice those shots on a very unique nine-hole track. But we play 18 all the time. Um, you know, and you come around the second time, and I actually think it's kind of fun sometimes, even though it's different. You're not playing the same nine. And it's amazing how you move a tee box uh, 20 yards back and to the right from where you teed off the first time. And so that whole, that's a dramatically different shot like our number one and 10. Uh, there's a huge tree uh, sort of down the right-hand side. And when you slide the tee box over the right, now suddenly you either have to hit a big shot, you know, big high shot over the tree, hit a cut around it. You don't feel like you're playing the same golf course. But it's also kind of fun to go back at that, you know, to get one, another crack sort of at the same hole. 
And then it's interesting, like Tam Shanter does a cool thing where they put two different pins so that when you come around the second time, you're playing different tee boxes and you're firing at different pin locations. Where have you played that you like, that, that you think are cool nine-hole courses around? Uh, I'm always I'm always looking for that next new course to play that's that's nine holes, but I'll go to 18-hole facilities just to play a certain nine there. Um, I don't have a really favorite nine-hole club um, or golf course to go try out. Uh, I do like the uniqueness of Tamashaner, like you talked about. There's there's courses that are down uh, in the Oregon area that are also nine holes, kind of unique uh, style that have different sort of layouts, different sort of um, uniqueness about them as far as shot patterns and things like that. So I think the most unique thing about a nine-hole club is that you are able to come out, work on your game. It's a cost-effective way to bring yourself and your family, or if it's just you, and really go out and spend two to three hours on the golf course instead of uh, a whole day. And that's the most benefit for both now and in the future, I think, in the, in the game of golf and in our, in our industry um, is time. I think that uh, new, new younger golfers that are starting out, the millennials, the 20-somethings, uh, they like to do three things in one day. They like to go for a hike in the morning. They want to play nine holes of golf in the afternoon and maybe uh, go boating in the afternoon or evening. So I think that's the future uh, of a lot of our, of our game and our industry is, is that nine-hole commitment, nine-hole round. Um, you'll see tournaments on the, on the TV that will be always still 18 holes every day. That's the tradition of the game. But uh, just for the average golfer that's out there trying to make their game better, trying to improve themselves as golfers and as a, as a family component, <laughs> I think uh, I think nine holes is the way to go. Well, and the other thing that's fun that a lot of people have not experienced, if you join a club like Glen Acres, here's my plug for the club now. I mean, you, we've got a Twilight membership. You can pay, I don't know, what are you charging now for that? A hundred and something a month for unlimited afternoon golf. And you can come out here in the summertime and play... You know, you can play like 12 holes, so you're not married to a certain number, and there's enough flexibility. Like, you can play a, a three-hole loop if you want, come out for an hour at lunchtime or whatever. Um, you've got juniors. You've got couples. Uh, you know, we're doing the member for a month. So it's really, I mean, you join any private club otherwise, and you're going to pay, uh, you know, well, next door. I won't name the club next door, but, um, you know, you're going to pay 12 to 15 grand just to get in there. And you're going to pay over six to $700 a month in dues. And that, and then they just tacked on a big assessment that's going to charge the members another 18 grand to pay for a clubhouse. Right. Yeah. Those are all very good points. The, the things that are right now really working for us, a lot of our PGA initiatives, uh, a lot of the amateur association initiatives, uh, Washington State Golf Association, uh, they have a play nine, post nine program. Um, our PGA, all of our PGA initiatives for uh, getting ladies out to play golf, getting our juniors out, senior leagues, those sort of things, they're all nine-hole related. They're all nine holes and not 18 holes because it's learning the game. It's, it's embracing the game. Whether you're a scratch handicapper or you're a beginning golfer, nine holes is still a very viable way to get your game improved and also to start to love and enjoy the game as well. Dan Harrington's the head golf professional, director of instruction, guru of golf here at Glen Acres Golf and Country Club. And, folks, I strongly encourage you, come check us out. Uh, we have a member for a month deal. Come out and you pay two fifty a month uh, for the month. Unlimited golf, range balls. We have three grass ranges. You're not going to get that at a lot of other places, including some of the hoity-toity, really expensive golf clubs around town that I won't name. Sandpoint and Rainier. Uh, <laughs> which are fabulous, of course. I love playing both those places. Anyway, give Dan a shout, uh, 206-244-3786 or glenacresgolf.com. And, and Dan and the, and the crew or I will be glad to show you around. And, Dan, you're, you're here with open arms. We, we got room for a few more. 
Absolutely. Thank you, Josh, very much. This is Golf Talk Seattle with Josh Kearns on Sports Radio 950 KJR.